Hello and welcome to the Sales Report, where we will learn how alumni from one of the world's top sales programs have found success in their career and their life. Michigan State University graduates will discuss their professional journeys and the skills, knowledge, and habits required to be top performers. The Michigan State sales leadership minor leverages the strength of two nationally ranked colleges, the Broad College of Business and the College of Communication Arts and Sciences. I'm your host, Sydney DeHorn, and today we have Pat Conway. Welcome, Pat. Hey, thanks, Sydney. I appreciate you uh, having me. Excited to share some thoughts on the program today. Awesome. Well, we are excited to have you. And, and just so you know, the goal of this podcast is, is to really highlight your success and the success of our MSU Leadership Finer alumni, which of course includes you. And a little bit of background on, on you and what we've what we've gathered is you graduated from Michigan State in 2017, where you had a marketing major and, of course, the sales leadership minor, and your current job title is an account manager at DuPont. So with that, will you, will you share a little bit of your path on how you've gotten to the point you're at now and how you started at MSU and went through the sales minor and, and really how you've gotten into the position you're at today? Yeah, absolutely. So when I started at Michigan State, you know, as a freshman in, in 2013, I knew I wanted to be involved in business and sales marketing was kind of something that I was passionate about. So I, I knew from a pretty early stage that I wanted to get involved in marketing and, and chose that as my major. But when I first got on campus, I didn't really know a lot about the, the sales leadership minor. And so I'd say probably sophomore year being involved in the business school and, and looking at various things to get involved with. I realized that sales was something that I wanted to get more heavily involved with. But one of the things that really attracted me to the sales leadership mind was a smaller community and it paired together both communication classes and, and marketing classes that I had. So it, it worked well with my major and, and was kind of like a smaller school feel. Uh, so got involved with that and knew I really wanted to get in, involved in sales and, and more in the program. And so actually as a junior interned in Chicago for C.H. Robinson, which is one of the partners. And I kind of always had a feeling like, hey, I want to be in sales. Like a lot of people that I know and, and a lot of the passions that I have revolved around that. But having an internship in Chicago with C.H. Robinson just further solidified that sentiment and got me really more uh, motivated to get involved in the program. So not just to be like an active participant, but really to be involved in Global Sales Leadership Society in the minor and start to get involved with competitions and uh, really threw myself, got on the GSLS e-board and absolutely fell in love with the program, competing for Michigan State and uh, everything that the sales program has to offer. And well, I think what kept me around too and, and kept me continuing to stay involved is it, I think it's some of the best people. I might be a little bit biased, but some of my favorite mm -hmm. people at Michigan State were through that program. And uh, it really pushed me out of my comfort zone. I think most importantly, and what's special about our program, like we're, we're top caliber in terms of competition, but also... I think that the, the management of the program and specifically Jen does a good job of also taking a step back and realizing that, hey, we're, we're molding future sales talent, but if we're really going to be the best sales leaders in the future, we also have to take time to really be involved in the community, to be servant leaders, to be servant salespeople and, and make the world a better place while we're doing that. And so all that kind of culminated in me uh, getting really involved and in, um, having internships and just fully embracing the program and, and all that it had to offer. Fantastic. I know you mentioned a little bit about you competing. Can you tell us a little bit about, about that journey? Yeah. So 
Uh, there's a requirement with the, with the sales program. So yep, yep. It to once. So I, I will say it was, I knew I had to do it before I graduated. So it started that way. And then I absolutely fell in love with it. So you know, the all MSU sales competition, which kind of, one, it's a great experience. I think at the time it was 60 students um, and it was at the Henry Center. Had to compete in that and trained like a pretty good amount for it. But the first time I didn't really know what I was doing, but made it somehow to the, uh, to the semifinals and placed third and Dr. Hughes and a lot of the people at Michigan State and then actually got to go to nationals and that's when I really fell in love with it. I, I really liked the competition at Michigan State but then going and competing in Atlanta as a junior mm-hmm. it was it was kind of an addiction and uh, so I, I did it again my senior year and uh, also went to the team competition and as a senior as well and competing. It was just it was a great experience. I think there's a lot of stuff that you learn in school that's a book and memorization or you know watching a presentation but that was you going out there and competing and I wasn't the build to be like an athlete but I did like going and competing for Michigan State and Bill's uh, program was a was a great way for me to do that that's great I remember I competed a few times too and I just remember thinking it was amazing and in the beginning I remember being so nervous and then after I kind of got my feet under me I was like okay this is awesome for students that are listening to this that might be um, competing soon or are interviewing for a job, what are tips that you have for them to succeed, whether it's at a competition or in an interview or trying to get that role that they've been hoping to get? I think, I think the first thing is, is to just do it. Uh, I mean, just, (laughs) I mean, things, things that make you, a lot of people are nervous. And so they'll maybe say, Oh, I'm not going to compete my junior year. I'll wait till my senior year. Because I mean, Sales competitions for a lot of people are a unique experience. You're selling something that you're just learning. You're in a room full of strangers most of the time, and people are giving mm-hmm. back on, on how well you can sell when you really haven't sold that much before in a more formal setting. So I'd say the first thing is just starting, actually do it. And, and also like take time to prepare, learn what you're selling, like look at the materials and make sure that you're well prepared for what you need to do because you're representing yourself and kind of building a brand inside the program. So I think. Those are all important. And then I think the other thing is too, is like you have a great network of people at Michigan State, whether it's coaches or your peers. So mm-hmm. actively seek feedback, practice with them. Um, and that goes for whether it's a sales competition, whether it's an interview, there's so many people around you. Like I'd say at the program, anywhere from hundred to 120, they're going through interviews. They have sales competitions. They have certain things. So use that network, uh, like get feedback from people. You're not going to know what you need to fix, but if you reach out to people and, and you're willing to learn and willing to put in the time, it'll pay dividends with interviews, job offers, you know, whatever you put your mind to. Absolutely. You mentioned, you mentioned feedback. What, what's the best piece of feedback, or it can be a couple pieces of feedback that you've gotten from people that you've learned really how to sell from. Like, what are those pieces of feedback that you were like, Oh, wow, this is really good. I'm going to take this and use this at my job right now. When I graduated from Michigan State um, and started at, at Dow Chemical, one of the reasons I was in that program was there was a lot of sales training. And I had a really great sales mentor who was, was good about giving feedback. I think one of the, the, the first things I would say is listen when people are giving you feedback. I think one of the most important things is it's natural to be a little bit defensive at times and you want to defend why you did something. Be quiet for, for a few minutes. Let the person give you feedback and thank them for that feedback. I think that's key because I can give you all the pieces of advice 
about good feedback, but if you don't actually take time to listen for the feedback, then you're not really going to grow from that. So, and that was feedback I got directly from him. Uh, you know, don't listen for a second. I'm giving you feedback. So I thought, I think that's really important. I think along those same lines, being able to, to listen is really important. And that sounds like really simple, but I think so many times when you're first getting into a sales competition, you're first starting at work, you're really excited, you're kind of jittery, you're a little nervous. And so it's really hard to actually sit down and actually listen to what a trainer is telling you, what a customer is telling you, you're thinking about your next thought. So really take the time to, to do that. I think that's really important. And then I think one other piece of feedback that might sound simple too is uh, take good notes, you know, whether it's with a customer and that's in a sales environment, whether it's when you're going through college, I think a lot of times going to college, it's, you have this exam, you have this thing due, and you, you you kind of plow through it quickly to make sure that you hit your deadlines. But understand that like learning is a process and what you're learning today is going to help you tomorrow. So if you're just going through it and you're not actively taking in what it is that you're learning and, and, and making good notes, you're not going to be able to grow off it and leverage it later in, in your career later in Michigan State. So I think that's some, some of the important feedback that, that I received and try and still continue to do in my job today. That's, that's really good feedback. I know you, I know you said that you started at Dow and, and I know you're at DuPont now. Can you, can you share a little bit of your journey that from when you left MSU to where you are today and, and share a little bit of that journey and then, and also what it is exactly that you're doing in your role today? Yeah, absolutely. So I, and it's, it's, it's funny. I never thought that I would work for a material science company and sell uh, adhesives. Um, it just all happened, um, actually at Michigan state, I took marketing 430, which was, it was the first time the class was launched. Um, and it's a key account management class. So kind of a mixture of marketing and, and sales. And so it started at Dow, um, in 2017, uh, up in Midland and in, in the commercial development program. So it was six months of training and project-based sales. And then they actually put you out in the field. So that was one of the things that was appealing to me. It was outside sales and got to really kind of jump right into that, which, to me was extremely exciting. So, and so after spending six months in Midland, got moved to Detroit. So an automotive part of our business that was still Dow. During the middle of all that, there was a large merger of, of Dow and DuPont. And uh, my business that was at the time Dow um, actually got aligned to be part of DuPont. Um, and so there was a spin. So basically Dow and DuPont came together, formalized some businesses that would work well together and then spun off into three separate companies. Um, Dow, Corteva, and DuPont. And so my business got taken over to DuPont. Still work in that, in that same business uh, here today. And I think it was, I, back out, it, was, it was a great experience to kind of see everything that goes into a merger. Uh, a lot of consultants, uh, a lot of learnings. Uh, I think the biggest thing it taught me was, you know, a lot of things are going to change, especially in today's business environment. You see companies buying companies merging, companies divesting certain things. And so it really taught me, like, when you get into a company, try and learn a lot. Don't get too stressed about the things that you can't control. Just focus on learning a lot about what it is that you sell in your team. And 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 don't let things are going to change in a company. And, and that's normal. So just embrace it and and try and continue to learn new things and, and make things positive. And I mean, since being transferred over to DuPont, it's it's been a great experience. And I feel kind of lucky. I got to work for two companies now and never really actually had to formally leave. So it's been a nice experience. 
Good, good. Can you, can you share a little bit about your day-to-day? That, like, what does your typical day look like? Yeah, the, <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, it, it, I would say it, it really does depend on the day. Um, so, so I'm manager at DuPont. I'd say that a, a large portion of my job is managing the accounts that we have. Um, so that tech management, you know, if customers have issues or challenges, it's, it's working through that with them. So that's a large portion of my day. Um, I'd also say it's working internally a lot on certain projects. Say there's a, you know, a customer that needs a specific project uh, completed and we need to have a product ready. It's a lot of that type of management. Um, and then I'd also say it's trying to sell and find areas and accounts where we can grow. We might sell a customer a certain adhesive, but there's other areas where we don't sell them adhesives where we could grow that business. So it's, it's my job to chart that work internally with our technical service teams and R&D to to do what we need to do to grow the business. And then I'd say another portion too, and it's a smaller portion, um, being an account manager, but is new business development. So specifically, I'm pretty heavily tied to automotive and uh-huh. a pretty significant change as a lot of manufacturers move over to electric vehicles. So there's new business opportunities, but there's also new players and, and new customers that we might not have worked with as much in the past with internal combustion engines. So it's trying to prospect and, and grow business with them. My day-to-day can really vary depending on uh, what the uh, what the week entails. But I think that's one of the reasons I like sales is, is no day is the same. Absolutely. I, re- I remember that's what I was looking for in a job too. And it's it's awesome when you get to do something different day-to-day and it's not just a repetitive task. So I'm in big agreement with you there. You, you mentioned building relationships and, and finding new clients and being able to do sales with new accounts. What's one of the skills that you've developed or one of the tips that you've received on building relationships with new people, new accounts, new clients, um, and really developing that relationship in order to make that sale? I'd say one of the biggest things, and it sounds simple, but sometimes it can be really hard to do, is just do what you say you're going to do. You know, if you're going to do something, just do it. And I think there's times, too, where I have full intentions of doing it. And time doesn't allow or something comes up and I can't do that. But just having a good line of communication of, you know, listen, I was not able to do this for you, but here's what I am going to be able to do for you. And just communicating well with them. I think that that pays dividends. I also think, you know, another a a real big way that you can build trust and expand a relationship is doing things that might not always be in the best interest of your company, but can be in the best interest of your customer. You know, recommending them something that you might not sell, you might not make anything off it, but it's going to help them a lot. And the knowledge that you have in the industry, you're more of an advocate for them. So I think a vested interest in that. So I think like those actions of goodwill help to build trust so that, you know, and then in the future, they might recommend you or, or come your way on something. So I think it's focusing on a relationship long-term and not just what can I sell them in my toolkit here today. I think it's important, right? We're all in sales and we, we want to find have the customer find something that's that we sell. That's a good solution. But also I think if we really are going to be the best salespeople, we also have to help them out when maybe there isn't a direct interest for us. That helps to build trust. They know that you genuinely care about their business and want to see them do well. They send business your way or referrals your way uh, because they know that's how you operate. Other, other than having good communication with your, your client or your account, what is something that you do day to day to keep in touch or it doesn't have to be day to day, but maybe every week to, to keep in touch and hold that relationship? I feel like 
it's hard coming out of school knowing exactly what you're supposed to do in order to keep a relationship with a client because you don't want to bother them too much, but you also want to make sure that you're holding that relationship. So what it is that, what do you do? Do you, you know, set alarms on your uh, like outlook that you should email people, uh, you know, once a month? What is it that you do to make sure that you're, you're not forgetting about any of your clients or your accounts? Yeah. So I would say in my book, if there's there, just because we're um, a supplier, a lot of those customers are, I'm having frequent touch points, whether it be projects, business, questions on orders, other things like that. But there's still my business where, like you said, it's, you have to be a little bit more strategic in, in keeping in touch and, and, and that relationship. So I will set reminders on my calendar or tasks in the future. And I, well, the most important thing is, is you never want to be a pest. And every time you reach out to a customer, you want, you want there to be some value in it for them. So I try and find articles or things that are relevant to them um, that we can kind of share in conversation about, you know, and ping them and, you know, whether that's sharing a webinar or sharing an article that's relevant to something that I think that's important to them. Uh, I try to do that. I think that that's beneficial too, um, because then they'll send certain things your way. So I think it, that makes it a little bit more mutual. So I, tr I, I try and do that. Um, I think LinkedIn is a great way to engage if you do it correctly. You know, certain things that they share or company posts or news that you see is also a great way to engage them. And I think also too, you know, even if it is just a general email, there's things that are changing all the time. It's impossible to keep up with, I'd say the technology, especially in automotive that, that's taking place and, and, the, and the fast changes. So I think an exciting way to keep in touch with the customer is if it's not seeing a news article, maybe just poke them in a good way and ask them like, how are they tackling this challenge? Or, you know, how do you think that, what's the strategy for the next five years on this specific project? Um, just let them know that you're thinking about it um, and remaining relevant, I think is key. But I think, like you said, just the most important thing, put simply, is just, just be creative. Don't be the person that sends the lazy email of just like, hey, how are things going? Try and think that might be a value to them. That definitely makes sense. What's your What's your favorite form of, you mentioned news. What's your favorite tool to research new areas of your business or like new things that are that are coming up in your industry what's your favorite thing to look at and read in terms of learning about what's happening in your area of business i would say well i'd give two i'll give one kind of specific uh to my day-to-day -day. and i think one in general is the companies that that i work closely with my customers i try and follow their social media sites um you know whether it be linkedin facebook i think seeing those things it it really helps Kind of have a connection to the company outside of what it is directly that you sell. So I'd say that's a that's a key thing for me. The other thing is is we have um IHS and we have some internal marketing data at DuPont that will talk a lot about uh, automotive trends, big uh, news items each week. And so I'll try and get that pushed to my phone and and every morning I'll look for news that's going on with my customers at a high level. And um, if it's something that is relevant or even maybe not relevant. Um, it's a great way to ping them and ask them about how it's impacting their business and what they're looking at. So I think those two things are the key things I use. That's that's good to know. I'm always looking for uh, for new areas to learn more about the business. And I feel like people are constantly saying, read this book, listen to this podcast, or, you know, like read 
this subscription and I'm always like, oh, I don't know like which one to do. So that, that's good advice. It's, it's hard, right? I mean, that's one of the like benefits of today is there's so much information, but I think it's also one of the, the drawbacks is it's, yes, there's too much information. So how do I cipher through this and figure out what it is I actually want to read and engage with? Well, I, I know you mentioned in, in the very beginning how you were so excited about um, competing in sales comps and, and you're still in sales now. I'm curious, what has kept you enthusiastic or what's kept you excited about your career in the field of sales and, and what kind of is your push to continue on? Yeah, no, I, I think I think it's a few things. I think one of the biggest things that I really like about sales is um, you know, you get to make your own day. I think I have a lot of autonomy in my role in terms of how I want to spend my time. And there's a lot of trust. I think that's one of the nice things and what I like about working at DuPont in my sales role is there's a lot of trust that I'll do the right things and, and I'll be able to achieve the objectives. It's it's definitely not a micromanaging type culture. So I, I think that's a lot of fun. Going out and competing against myself every day. I think you put in a lot of work and it shows from your customers and from new business and, and being able to grow that. So that keeps me in sales. I think the other thing is, is what's so fun. You're always continuously learning. No day is the, no day is the same. Um, stressful days. There's days that are more fun and more exciting. And so I just think like every single day, having something new keeps me around in sales. And then I think another cool thing, I really like to travel. And so I think being able to go see customers, see their business, you know, I have some customers that are large um, OEM manufacturers, and then there's some that are smaller glass repair shops. So it's a pretty wide book of business and you get to meet a lot of different individuals. And so I think continuing to learn about their business, how my products um, play into their business and help them to achieve their business objectives it's exciting and it's rewarding. And um, I think the, the, the customer testimonials or getting referrals from customers when you have someone say like, hey, like we heard you really took care of this person and so that they recommended that we reach out to you. I think that type of um, reward and work uh, leaves me excited and continuing to stay in sales. Well, what's been your favorite customer to visit and why? I'd probably say BMW. It, they, well, they have a plant, a, a large plant out in Spartanburg and I think it's just, if you're not heavily involved in automotive, I think the first time you go to a large production plant and see just how intricate of a process it is and the high quality vehicles that can be built and, and all the engineering and work that goes into in making those and then kind of seeing the test track as well. That's been a really cool, fun customer to be able to go visit and always look forward to those. That sounds, that sounds really cool. I had a friend in college. He he did a co-op at BMW down in, uh, it's South Carolina, right? Yeah, it's in Greenville. It's Spartanburg. Okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, he said it was unbelievable. He didn't want to leave. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't blame him. Every time I go down to visit uh, that customer, I, I don't want to leave either. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I've got one more question for you, and then we will we will close out. Is there any advice that you wish you would have had Picture, picture yourself back in junior year or senior year of college. Is there any advice that you wish you would have had when you were a student at MSU? Yeah, I think one of the, one of the big things, and, and I kind of touched on it earlier, is really understand, I think when it comes to networking, a lot of times I was always thinking, what recruiter, what company, who do I need to talk to? Like networking was, I would 
always think of it as up and, and looking to see like what companies are coming on campus. But don't overlook the great people that you have that are your peers, like same or within a few years of you in the program. Like that's a really strong network right there. So take time to build relationships with them. I think I did that later on, but I wish I would have known even earlier. Build relationships with them because once everyone leaves Michigan State in a few years, you're going to have a whole bunch of um, sales leadership minor alumni that are in various cities and various industries at various companies. And so if you're able to really genuinely build your network while you're at Michigan State and embrace the program, it will really pay dividends, I think, in the future. And I think also like your work ethic and um, I'd say just the quality of work that you do, whether you're in projects or on teams when you're in that program, I think is really important too. So, so focus on that. I also would say it's really important to get involved in, in sales competitions or other action-oriented things. I think it's really, at least me personally, learning by doing is helpful. And so I wish I would have got involved earlier. I got really involved junior and senior year, but yeah, four years in Michigan State. So don't continue to push time off and say, oh, I'll get involved junior year. I'll get involved senior year. Like, and then you get on campus, get as, get as involved as you can. I think that really helps you to figure out what you love doing, but also um, build your network and your skill set earlier on. I would say probably the last thing is um, really be able to laugh at yourself. I think like in the sales program and Michigan State, you're going to have some embarrassing moments. You're going to have some projects or things that might not have went well. But don't take yourself too seriously. Don't get too stressed out. And I think that's something that you can also take into the working world. Always you want to be professional. Always you want to put your best foot forward, but also be able to have some humor, be able to laugh at yourself. I think like sales can be a roller coaster. And so you have to have fun doing it. And I think part of the way you can do that is, is to not take yourself too seriously. That is really, really good advice. I definitely wish I would have laughed at myself a little bit more than I did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to keep it fun, right? Uh, right. Today, and there's, there's, there's other stresses that we can't control. So, I, I try and if I can, if I can get my customer to laugh um, and smile a few times a day, then I tell myself I'm winning. That's that's fantastic. Well, thank you, Pat, and that's really good advice. I hope everybody that listens to this podcast takes that in. Really appreciate your time, Pat, again, and and thank you for your advice and and your input today. Yeah, thanks. It was, it was a pleasure talking with you. And, and thanks, Kobe, for the, the work behind the scenes as well. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening today. Please be sure to follow Pat on LinkedIn and listen to the remainder of the Sales Report podcasts. You can find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and more.